Debbie and Veronica here, two successful creative entrepreneurs with a combined age of 120 years. I'm 55. And I'm 65. We have five children and three grandchildren between us. As a Gen Xer or Boomer, how do you thrive? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and more. We passionately believe in a world where women feel good about life and themselves, knowledgeable about relevant actions that will help them to thrive. Have you ever thought, if I only knew? Then come along with us on this journey. Good evening, audience. We're here tonight uh, having a gathering of women over yeah. at Lashita Spa. So much fun. In Leesburg. What a, a new beautiful spa. place. Oh, my God. It's oh my awesome. Gosh, it's awesome, awesome. There. You guys yeah. have to check it out. It's new. Yeah. Uh, and But the owner and person who you see all the time, Shada, has been doing this for a long time. And yeah. she does some pretty amazing work. So, anyways, tonight... I am going to interview Veronica. Okay. Hopefully well, they won't cry. Let's not Or start laughing. Okay, so Veronica, let me just say this, is Veronica and I met about a year ago. Um, she's been doing my hair. And, uh, you know, she's one amazing woman I've learned. Yeah. Lots, lots of good things. Lots of good vibes. Lots of uh, girl, good girl time. How many times do you meet people that reach your soul and that um, actually are people that you, there's no ego, there's no uh, agenda, there's no seventh grade madness, there's no nothing. It's just great connection. And you learn from each other. I told her I'm a little bit of a Veronica wannabe sometimes. Uh, and I'm a wannabe. I know. So we're learning. <laughs> so, so tonight we get to hear a little bit from Veronica and hear some special things and things that I want to ask her um, so that shares with you all who she is, the woman she is. She's a very special woman, and I'm very thankful to have this opportunity to be on this journey with her. So, okay, question number one. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Veronica. What do you think is your top? Uh, three special things that you are or that you love? That I am or that I love? That, well, okay, let's do that you are, three that you are, okay. one that you love. How about well, that? I love my husband. Oh, that's good. Aww. 35 years married. Woo -woo. He's a cutie too. He's awesome. I hit the husband jackpot. You did. I did. I agree. Um, three things that I am. I am a daughter of God, okay. first and foremost. I am a wife, and I am a mom slash friend, because my kids are all older now, so I kind of have moved from the mom stage to the friend slash coach stage. So, okay, how yeah. many children? Four. And did you, were you planning on getting pregnant with these children? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted zero children that's what's amazing right right yeah. yeah when dave when we started talking seriously about marriage i said wait what what i don't want kids are you okay with that and he was like yeah i don't care because at that time i didn't care <laughs> oh, yeah. i was like all right cool because i don't want kids and then on our one year anniversary surprise <laughs> found out we were gonna have a baby and Brittany changed completely changed our lives she She's is amazing. a special person. She is a very and if you haven't person. listened to the daughter, if you if I only knew daughter's edition back a couple yeah. episodes back, you should listen. Anybody 
who has a child, I think it would help. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very special time yeah. to talk. But she's a, yeah. a beautiful woman. She is so, a beautiful woman. Yeah. She's 33. She has her own daughter who is 13. So wow. I'm a nana to a 13-year-old wow. little girl. She just turned 13. Wow. So that's awesome. So hopefully one day... One of my other kids will have a baby for me. There you go. Well, I met your granddaughter. She, she's adorable. No, she's amazing. Adorable. Amazing. Okay, so taking this to a serious side, because I know there's a serious side to you. You're a hell of a lot of fun, i got to say. <laughs> um, beauty queen, hairdo, all the time, right, dancing, having a, having a good glass of wine. It's oh, all yeah. of that. That's it. But, you know, there's a serious side to you in which m much of your depth and soul I was able, I'm, able, I'm learning all the time about you and I'd like you to share that with the audience you uh, had a situation in which your husband was diagnosed with cancer and you bring up oftentimes to me um, well when Dave had cancer well yeah. when Dave had cancer yeah. can you share with us what it's like to go through something with the man that you love you're young I mean, I'm gonna cry okay it's okay we, we do that here and and how do you yeah. move forward right so the crazy thing is is my husband's never sick like never sick we've been married now 35 years and I could literally up he was diagnosed three years ago I could literally have counted on one hand the number of times he'd been to the doctors like he's just not sick because he was sick um so he started to get this little lump on the side of his throat. And I noticed it originally because I went to give him a kiss and I went like this and I felt it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, you got a swollen lymph node, baby. And he's like, yeah, it's been there a while. I have, he had a tooth that he was having a problem with. So we went to his periodontist and he was like, Oh yeah, it's probably because of the infection in your tooth. So we put him on some antibiotics and this was March of 2017. And he went back a month later and it was bigger and it had the antibiotics had done nothing. So his periodontist said, you need to go to your GP. So of course, being a man, he's like, Oh, I have a physical in August. So I'll just wait until then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, by this point it had grown enough that you could actually see it. You could visibly see it. I was like, Oh, hell no, you will not wait until <laughs> August to go. We're going to the doctors. So, in June, we went to my sister's, and both my sisters noticed it, and, and it had really grown by this point. So we get back um, in June, and I have, out of the blue, I've never had any gallbladder issues, and I have a acute gallbladder attack and have to have surgery for that. Well, at the exact same time, Dave had gone to get a biopsy on this lump in his throat. So the day I went for my post-op for my gall gallbladder, Dave went to the doctors, the ENT doctor, to get the biopsy for his lump in his throat. And I called him. I said, and we were right down the road from each other. Our appointments were at the same time. So I called him. I said, hey, babe, are you ready? Let's, you know, we were going to go to lunch. And he's like, you need to come here. And you know that feeling? Yeah. It was like sick. Oh my gosh. Because you don't ever think it's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Like I knew, I really did think, oh, it's just a swollen lymph node. It's nothing. So I go over there. The doctor tells us that, that actually the biopsy is inconclusive. 
So they want to do surgery to biopsy it, which is this crazy surgery where they cut you from the top of your ear all the way down to your collarbone and then all the way across. They open you up and then they test, they biopsy the lymph node. So in, yes, thank you. Um, In the meantime, we have some friends who have a friend who had had a similar situation and they said, you need to talk to this friend. So finally, Dave agrees. This is on a Friday. Dave agrees to talk to this friend. I'm sorry, it was a Thursday. He agrees to talk to this friend. This friend says, Dave, you need to go to Johns Hopkins to my doctor and get a biopsy from them. So he calls on Friday to Johns Hopkins and um, Dr. Gorman, who is amazing, she's like the best doctor in the world, has him in on Monday. She sees him. She feels it. She says, yes, we need to do a biopsy. He says, I've already had a biopsy. She said, nope. We're going to do an ultrasound guided biopsy and we are going to have everybody there. We're going to see exactly what's going on. I agree. I think it's cancer, but we need to test it to, to see exactly. So Tuesday, we're back at Johns Hopkins and he's getting the biopsy. Totally different experience at Johns Hopkins. They have the lab is right there. So every time they would take part of the biopsy out, they would look at it under the microscope to test, to see how it was. Um, Tuesday night, she calls us and says, it's as we thought. It is cancer. You need to come in Thursday. We need to do a biopsy of your throat because it's some form of throat cancer. And we need to find out. He had no tumor in his throat. Typically you'll have a tumor in your throat, but Dave's just originated from a lymph node. So we go in and um, she tests his lingual tonsils and sure enough, it's cancer of the lingual tonsil. Now his, he's never smoked. He's never chewed. He's never puffed. He he never did any of that kind of stuff that would normally give you throat cancer, but his was HPV related throat cancer. So we, yeah. So he has to go get an MRI, a PET scan. And that was like a whole crazy right, because that, that, that that's where they say to you, okay, right. it starts here, but where did it, yes. is it, Has it go? Spread? Has it spread? Has it spread? Right. right. And I thank, thank the Lord it had not spread. Not. So within, so this is all this happened in August. And by the beginning of September, we were at Johns Hopkins for eight. We lived at, at in Baltimore for eight weeks so that Dave could have treatments for, it was five days a week. He had radiation and one day a week he had chemo. So we got a little um, apartment there and a corporate apartment. And we lived there during the week. And I came home on the weekends. Well, we came home on the weekends. I worked uh, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night. We'd leave, go back and for eight weeks. So this Actually, tomorrow is our two-year anniversary of his last treatment. Yeah. So, so far, he's totally clear. You know, they tell you not to celebrate until you're at five years, but we celebrate every day. Veronica, thank you for sharing that kind of vulnerable story. Um, And others may feel your pain um, as well. What I wonder is what you shared with me, something that you were doing that helped. And you, one of the amazing things about you is 
you always look to serve others somehow through <laughs> what pain you may have yourself. Tell them what helped you, the creative process that you use yeah. to help help heal you or at least sustain you through yeah. this time. So the the day that I was in the basement of Johns Hopkins waiting for Dave to come out for the PET scan, I was watching all these people sitting around me, and it's such a depressing place because yeah. you're in a basement, you know? Yeah. And yeah. all these people are waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to get some kind of test, right? Yeah. Or they themselves are waiting to get a test. And there's this TV show on some E or entertainment thing. And they're talking about how they'll never go to any other beach except for this specific beach because <laughs> every other beach is just shit. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say that. Sorry, Instagram sitting in a basement waiting to find out if my husband's body is riddled with cancer and I thought this is freaking ridiculous Mm -hmm. and so I started writing right there I just I started writing and I started just writing this blog it's called join the journey and pretty much every week or every couple of days whenever I would find inspiration I would just write and I would write funny things that happened like for instance one of the ways that I control things is that I control things so I made this binder like I made this amazing binder that had everything I mean it had every appointment every medicine everything so it's a probably our second week of treatments and we get out of the car and I'm a faller. <laughs> and, oh, are you really? Oh, and I, and I have this bag and I'm walking and somehow I fall. Like I don't just fall. I like fall flat on my face. And, the, and Dave's like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, is my binder okay? Because I landed on my binder. And all I cared about was your binder. Because that was your source and your, your pain had all yes, gone to that my point. Pain. It was yeah. went to my body. Fascinating. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's so, the, yeah, so I, one of my, one of my um, blog posts or whatever it's called um, is about my so fall. Yeah. Yeah. I know my, one of my friends wrote me, I'm, I feel so bad that I'm laughing about this, but that was hilarious. So, oh. and it was funny. You I mean, it that. was, I did. Yeah. We needed that. So I wrote, I wrote about Dave's cancer in my um, blog as seen through my eyes, not through the person who's sick, who was sick, but through the person who was the caretaker and oh, and loved him so much and loved him so much. Gosh. Yeah, right. yeah. So, what is this experience? What one thing has this experience changed the way you live today? Hmm. It's hard to pick one, but I definitely. Just, well, you can tell me more. I I just don't care about the like the non-significant things as much you don't like me fine don't like me i really don't care i'm alive my husband's alive right. my husband likes me as long as he likes me i'm happy you know right um yeah it's like i just we want to both of us want to live and enjoy life we're very thankful that um his cancer is very curable the kind that he has it's right. an 85 percent survival rate but you're sitting in a room with about eight other people who are all waiting to get their treatment and you're thinking 85% so two of these people might not survive like that's 
a little freaky to mm-hmm. think because right. I'm kind of that type of person. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, thank you, God, that like we made it through. And then we have so many amazing things that happen during that time period. One, um, one thing that is just amazing the night before Dave started his first treatment, um, we, um, he had a dream. So when you start radiation in your throat, it's a very painful process. The radiation is very, very painful. And Dave had this dream. They, they give you oxy right off the, before you're even suffering from any pain. And it's liquid oxy because you can't really swallow those, no, right? right? Because right. you're in so much pain. So Dave has this dream that he is not going to have any pain. And that he's not going to ever have to use any of the oxy and that he's going to be able to tell people, I never had to use this. And he never had to use any oxy. Power of the mind. Never. Not one bit. Every Thursday we met with his radiation oncologist and they'd say, what's your pain level? He'd say zero. How much oxy have you used? Zero. Okay, this week, be prepared. It's going to get really bad. We went all the way through the end and there was none. He never suffered from pain. He suffered from other things, but he never suffered from any pain, which was amazing. Amazing. So just the power of prayer, the power of faith, the power of just knowing, like he just knew. He he was like, okay, this is what God told me. This is the truth. This is my truth. And this is what I will live. And this is how I will live. Well, Veronica, um, pretty amazing story. It's a tough story. Yeah. It's tough. Um, and it, And... We thank you for sharing, being vulnerable and telling us this. It's hard. Uh, I know. But I feel that people have to understand the strength mm-hmm. that you have, the faith that you have, and the, and the ability you have to, uh, to like many people, uh, rise above yeah. um, adversity. Because we all do. Yeah, if you can't anybody, live if in any, fear. No, you can't live in fear. And if anybody thinks that everything's going to just be happy-dappy all the time, right. it's not going to happen. Yeah. So you best learn. Totally. From whatever experiences that you have, how best to serve. And your story will help others say, we made it. We yeah. were able to do it. She had faith. She had this or yeah. that. Um, in closing, yeah. tell me one really happy thought you have about this. Because there are, there is always light. Well, yeah, there there always is always light. Always. So what yeah. is that light for you? You know, we went through probably for us as a couple, one of the hardest things that we could have gone through and we came out the other side of it strong as a couple, as you know, just individually we're both stronger, but then as a couple, it made us stronger. So that's the happy, the happy part. And we feel like we have a little bit of a mission to tell people if something isn't right, get it checked out because he would have probably gone for a long time without getting this yeah. checked out. And then it would might not have been the same story. No, the ending would the have ending been different. could have been a lot different. No, so. they're a valuable point. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. We thank love you. you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. I'm very thankful. <laughs> and, you made and me cry. I, I know. I sorry I made you cry, but, but well, that's not that hard to do. No, well. But still, uh, more of the vulnerable piece of yeah. Veronica, because there's thank such you. a fun, happy piece too. So uh, we wanted to share that a little bit. So, okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thank Thank you you. for listening to us tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.